Welcome to Yoga Teachers Aid by Brie Outside, a podcast with resources and tools for yoga teachers. This is Coach Brianna from Brie Outside, and in today's episode, we're talking about YouTube. So we're still doing our tips for new yoga teachers, and I think YouTube is a really important topic to cover. So let's start with a quick story. So before getting certified as a yoga teacher near the end of 2020, I took a lot of online yoga classes. You know, we were in the middle of a pandemic, um, so I was taking a lot of live yoga classes over Zoom. And I found one teacher that I really liked. She was from a studio in California. Um, Her classes were always super different from other yoga teachers. And she incorporated a lot of poses that I had never tried before. So I found her on YouTube eventually. And I was shocked because her videos only had a hundred or so views, but she was such a good yoga teacher. And her classes always had, they were pretty full, especially for an online class. So I just didn't understand why she didn't have a large YouTube following. Fast forward to after my yoga teacher training, when I started posting on YouTube, um, I had two target audiences and they often overlapped a little. So it was beginners and runners. And so I experimented with video lengths, with class types. I shared videos on Facebook and Instagram, but no dice. So even after a year of consistently posting, my metrics are not impressive at all. So now I I kind of understand why that yoga teacher didn't have a lot of views and why it seems like she actually stopped posting for a while. (laughs) So why am I telling you about my failure on YouTube so far because we often learn more from failure than we do from success. So yeah, I'm not here to tell you how my YouTube channel blew up. Um, I've seen a lot of podcast episodes on that. So if that's what you're looking for, um, yeah, I've listened to all of those episodes. I've read all the blog posts. Um, And that's where we get into the what advice have I tried from other yoga podcasts and blogs. So there's kind of four key things that I picked out from advice that I've taken that I think is important for you to try. It's stuff that is kind of obvious and usually stuff that I had already thought about prior to reading or listening to whatever podcast or blog post told me how to make my channel successful. But in case you haven't listened to those, these are four things that I think you need to keep in mind. So we're going to talk about quality, keywords, thumbnails, and niching down. So the quality of your videos matters for audience retention. So this is where I invested in a good microphone, a webcam, and then eventually an iPhone and a MacBook so that I could edit in iMovie because iMovie is awesome. Uh, None of that happened overnight. I, like probably many of you, am on a budget. (laughs) I think the first thing I invested in was the microphone. Right now I'm using a Rode Wireless Go. I like it. It has, there's pros and cons to it. There's things I like and things I don't like. Um, I can cover that in another 
post, but it is much, much, much better than the first microphone I tried, which was a $30 or $40 um, headset mic that I got on Amazon. And if you go look at some of my older YouTube videos, you can see it, but it was not reliable. I had so many issues with it and there would be static. I ended up, I think, returning it eventually, or maybe I think I might've sold it. Amazon actually, uh, messed up that order because it was supposed to be brand new, but it was blatantly obvious that it had been used and they sent me a replacement one, I think, and the replacement one had also been used. So I think I might've gotten it for free and ended up selling it, um, after deciding that it wasn't working. So anyway, all of that to say, uh, don't waste money on a cheap mic save your money, wait until you can afford a quality mic so that you don't have to worry about static. Or in my Zoom classes, that mic would cut in and out. Yeah, I would say just wait until you can afford a good microphone. And then again, yeah, I was using a 12-year-old Samsung computer from college. So sorry about my voice. I'm recording this in the morning and it's still a little hoarse. Um, But yeah, I was using a very old laptop. It was super annoying to edit in. So eventually I got an iPhone and then um, a MacBook. Those I think helped with quality, but quality is also going to be your performance in the videos. So you want to make sure that your cues are clear, that people can see you properly, Make sure you have a decent background. I'm still working on the background piece, always trying to find the ideal angle of whatever room I can use, um, the ideal props in the background. So that's something I'm still working on even a year later, especially having moved a couple times. And again, I'm so sorry about my voice. Feeling very hoarse. Let's move on. So keywords, make sure to use keywords in your title and tags. So you can use keyword generators to help you figure out what keywords are going to help people find your videos the most. There's a lot of free ones and there's some paid ones. Use the free ones because we're working on a budget. If you're listening to this, you're probably like me and your yoga income is not where you want it to be. So yeah, look for free ones. You can also look at popular videos and then see what they're using. So if you're doing a video on yoga for anxiety, go look at popular yoga for anxiety videos and see what their title is, what keywords they had, and use them, okay? That could help. Next, we're going to talk about thumbnails. So make sure the thumbnail you use is visually appealing, obviously, but here's something that the other blogs and podcasts don't talk about. (laughs) I have noticed that the ones where I put a stock image versus a picture of me don't get as many views. So my advice is make sure there's a picture of you. I would say people probably want to see you how you're gonna appear in the video try to make sure it's an accurate representation of what 
the class is going to look like, I guess, is my advice. <laughs> so try to, after you record your video, take a picture of yourself, maybe doing one of the poses um, that you're going to do in the class. Because, yeah, that's, I get really annoyed if I click on a fitness video where the thumbnail shows we're going to do one move or one pose and then it never comes up. <laughs> so definitely make sure it's accurate to what's going to be in the video. Last, this this piece of advice you're going to hear all the time because if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're listening to other people talk about the business of yoga. Um, niche down. So almost every yoga blog or podcast talks about this. Defining your ideal client in specific terms and finding your market niche. So a lot of the other blogs and podcasts will tell you be super specific. Like like I told you, I started with Yoga for Runners. Um, I've heard, I think, a popular episode on one for Yoga for Scoliosis. Um, they advise you to make all of your content for that market. The benefit being that there's an increased likelihood of those ideal clients finding you in the search. That didn't work for me <laughs> as far as yoga for runners. I don't know if it's because there is actually some debate in the running community about stretching before and after runs and being too loose. So it might have been my particular niche, but it, that didn't work for me. Um, but it has worked for other people. Like I mentioned, the yoga for scoliosis. Um, I think there's a channel on that. So, and I think there's other really successful channels where that did work. So I think it's probably going to depend on your niche, how wide it is, and how many of those people are interested in doing yoga on YouTube. So that's something to consider before starting your channel. Another approach I've seen mentioned, um, when people talk about niching down, I think it was a Hootsuite blog post, but they referenced Yoga for Adrian, and I don't see her channel as being very niched down, and she's super successful, right? <clears throat> Instead, she has, like, niche-specific videos. That could work. Um, I've tried both. <laughs> so... I don't know. That's, I've seen both approaches, super niche videos, super niche channels, and both have been successful for other people. So I would say look at your target market and make a choice. <laughs> so here's my personal recommendation. This is the part where I tell you one thing that actually made a difference for me. Um, and that thing is sharing my videos with people I know. So let your support network support your yoga business adventure in a way that doesn't cost the money, but still keeps you on your yoga journey towards success. So ask your friends and family occasionally to share your videos with their social circles, which will help broaden your reach. Word of mouth, even on social media, it's super powerful and it's often an underutilized tool. So that doesn't mean bombard your friends and family with every single video you make. <laughs> if you do that, they're going to stop um, watching them. They're going to stop recommending them. And they're going to get tired of seeing your posts about them. So I would say 
just, you know, every now and then, maybe once a month or so per person, uh, sh- maybe share a video with them, especially if it's something relatable f- for them and then ask them to share it or ask them to try it and give you feedback. But definitely start with your own social circle and let them help you blow it up. (laughs) I think my successful videos um, have been videos where I asked people to share them. I'd also say it helps if you are part of online communities where you can share stuff. So that doesn't mean joining yoga Facebook groups and just every time you post a video sharing it. That hasn't worked for me. Hasn't worked for other people I've seen in groups. Um, But if you're part of a legitimate online community, you're participating in that group frequently, and you post relevant content to your YouTube channel, and you're allowed in that group, whether it's Discord, Facebook, whatever, Um, to share it and you again don't bombard them with your self-promotion I think that's another area that can help so here's just a couple more thoughts on YouTube Um, communications is my day job (laughs) and I once attended a communications conference uh, and there was a social media expert and she was talking about like viral content and she said the most of the time it takes an influential person on social media to share your content before it'll take off. So she gave us the example of a YouTube video. It was Laser Cats and it had been on YouTube for a while, like a few months maybe, with very few views and then suddenly a celebrity stumbled upon it and it took off. It might take some time before somebody influential stumbles upon or maybe just, you know, the general public catches wind that you have this awesome channel. Um, I'm not saying don't post to YouTube or use this platform with all of this talk about my failure. (laughs) I'm just saying keep your expectations realistic. Some of you, especially if you have a big audience already, you might do really well and you're going to think I'm full of crap. Um, but for the rest of us, and I mean, again, I have a, I had a podcast that was doing okay before this and I have a pretty strong Instagram community. I don't have, you know, thousands of followers, but I have a pretty engaged following and I'm just saying it still, my channel is not where I want it to be, (laughs) but that's okay. It's going to take time. And all of this is just to say, keep putting out your content, keep experimenting. And if you find a video that's doing better than the others, try to figure out why, what people like about it. Um, Look at the length, the type of class, was your pet in the video? Just listen to your audience, even if it's like one or three people listen to your audience and give them what they want so those are my thoughts on youtube um i would love to hear if you are like me and your channel's not doing so great i'd love to hear what you've tried 
if your channel is super successful um, and you're listening to this and you have some ideas that could help other people, definitely uh, let us know. You can find Yoga Teachers Aid on Instagram at Yoga Teachers Aid. You can also comment on the original blog post either on Medium or at BrieOutside.com. Mm-hmm.